0: Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And today we're going to talk about something that Christy found while being in Norway. It is the Viking laws, right? Right, yes. Gotta love the Viking laws. And it came in, well, I assume they sell it many different ways, but you got a big poster of
1: (laughs) it. Yeah, they sell it many different ways. Posters, (laughs) postcards, you name it. Um, I think they're, you know, the Vikings, these things are more, I think, of their moral compass as opposed to their actual laws because they didn't actually write down their laws, at least not until the later um, years of them. Their laws were actually uh, verbal. They actually had people who memorized the laws and they would get up and recite these laws. Really? And that's how they kept track of all of their laws was that they had people who just memorized them. I forget what they call them, but that was... Did they
0: have separate laws for separate segments of their population, do you know? Or was it just like these uh, very few
1: hard-hitting laws? They really had three classes of people, the Vikings did. They had slaves, freemen, and nobles. Okay. And the Viking laws were designed so that everyone, um, all of those three, were honest, brave, and fair. Because the Vikings, they hated cowards... And cheats. Gotta love them. Right? They say, hated yeah. cowards and cheats. But as a whole, in their own societies, freemen had place to actually do their disputes. Okay. Right? So they did have laws that categorized all of those three.
0: So the freemen had these laws, but the... They got to make the laws. They got to the make free the
1: laws. The really pretty much had, had a say in making laws. Well, but the, the, slaves the slaves actually didn't. could not No, but the fl- slaves had laws. You couldn't do cool. certain things and... Again, their slaves were a little bit different than we think of slaves. Um, oh, okay. They were kind of like you know, indebted
0: people, or well,
1: Vikings. Obviously, their n- name to fame, right, is they go in and pillage and they go in and rape and steal and kill people. Right. Um, all of that's true. <laughs> they did do that, <laughs> but there, as a at their core, they were farmers, and they really were really? out in the world seeking land and seeking. Suitable trees. One thing I learned in Norway was that everything in Norway is pine trees, which is great for building a stave church. But they could not make long boats out of pine trees, so they were really looking for farmland, uh, which is what they. If you watch the movie The Vikings or the TV show The Vikings, that is a, that's a huge part of Ragnar Lothbrok's uh, trades with the British. Hmm. Um, and generally, what the Vikings did is they'd go in. They would conquer a society. They would go in and pilferage and kill people. And then when they came back, they came back as really nice people who wanted to barter and wanted to trade and sell things. Really? Uh, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, they were pretty interesting. But the Viking laws that we're going to discuss today were not only actual laws, but were, again, more of their kind of moral compass, if you will. Because okay. they did have a culture that was um, very progressive, for the time period in which they lived. Uh, their official laws, again, they were oral. They were kept and they were gathered um, to yeah. handle disputes, similar to going to court, right? You had judges. We have judges. We have court. We have judges today. Mm-hmm. Their judge, really, and jury were the chieftain. And their sessions were more of a party.
0: Yeah, uh, The what was the word again? A
1: chieftain, kind of like their king. They, oh, okay. they were kings later on, but they were called chieftains for the majority of the Viking history. Okay. And... These disputes were settled over the course of days. It was like a big party that they then did these disputes between landowners and people and, and different things. And, and they were having
0: a party while they were? Doing and they were having a party. <laughs> they did a
1: lot of drinking. Drinking was a very it is true to Viking culture. They, they did drink a lot.
0: So what, um, So but, we're having a party while having a dispute and drinking. Right. Yeah, yeah, this part. is going to get good, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, and they, they
1: called these events when they gathered yearly as the thing. That's what they the called thing? it. The thing? The that, thing. That's what they're... Um, and
0: creative, I see. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, but again, you know, as I said, they were known for brutal killers, right? And they pilferaged, they land, they killed, they took locals as slaves. Uh, again, all of this is true. But again, that's not, that's not the whole story. Right. Um, and that's, they were, especially like the role of women. Right. The role of women is a bit in dispute through history, but arguments um, that they did have far more rights than anywhere else in Europe during that time period. They could divorce their husbands. Really? Uh, they could even kill their husbands legally under certain if they did certain things. They were, could be landowners. They were warriors. They were chieftains. And in fact, recently, just in the last couple of months, there was has been affirmed now that one of the greatest grave discoveries um, of a warrior that they have for a couple hundred years, um, I think, have considered this as a male that was a chief uh, warrior, uh, buried with all of his garments, s- garments and, and, and yeah. his swords and all these things. It was a great warrior. They have now, in the last few months, deemed, certainly that it was a female. Really. And so that, that's a big, a big thing. But some sources say that women uh, were not allowed to participate in these public forums, these things. Um, some historians say that the reason to believe that these women, but they were chieftains, right? We know that they were chieftains, so we know that they were kind of like the kings, if So they you will. could be the
0: chieftain, but they could not participate right, in... Right, so that doesn't
1: make sense to me. Yeah, you can't, you can't participate, you can make the rules and be the judge, but the rest of the women can't participate, Well, so and
0: I, especially since they can be landowners, they can be divorced, right. they can be warriors, I mean... Exactly.
1: Now, some, so again, some historians say that they did not participate in the raids, uh, that does not appear to actually be true, uh, because they were great warriors. They were trained, and they were they went on the raids. They went in the boats. They traveled with the warriors, and uh, so that that's in a little bit of a dispute too. But again, women rights and women in general were very very progressive in a time period when most other cultures in Europe especially were taking women's rights away mm-hmm. uh, the Vikings were very progressive as far as women's rights
0: <clears throat> well it certainly sounds that way right
1: you know and they had they have more female gods than males which is another interesting that fact is interesting I think there's like yeah I think what 39 gods or something like that and the majority of them are female
0: so let me I just want to make sure I'm getting this mm-hmm. uh, a, a woman mm-hmm. could file a grievance uh, in, in, in the court if you will Against a man, if they had the same, if they had a lot of the same rights, it would just make sense that they could be in the courtroom. The courtroom right. as we think, the thing. thing, the thing, <laughs> <The> thing. <laughs>
1: thing. participate in the thing. And and you see, if you watch the Vikings TV show, they show these, and people came from all over. Um, and again, it was there was a lot of drinking. I think a lot of a lot of a lot of things that
0: went took place. During, <laughs> well, it sounds during, like it
1: during these like week long events. And it was interesting because when I was in Iceland. Here a few weeks ago, I actually went to the historic site where, in Iceland, that the things the, that took place, that this was a very sacred land. We're not land. making this
0: word up, folks. I know, It we're was not. called The, the Thing. Thing.
1: And, yeah, so it was a pretty interesting, you know, obvious piece of land. It's a lake. Um, but it was an interesting, very historic, um, very kind of sacred to the Icelandic people. Uh, this was their history. This is where their rule, the, their rules, their laws were implemented, where the things took place. Um, Hmm. So it was pretty interesting. It was a big deal. Um, But again, the Vikings, you know, who were they, right? They dominated most of the populated world between the 8th and the 11th century. And the demise with the Vikings uh, really came with their conversion to Christianity in the 11th century. Yeah, so, you know, Christianity was really the demise of the Vikings. Right.
0: It's like the Roman Empire. They kind of just went into a different direction. It's not that they just got wiped off the face of the earth. Like the right. Mayans or something, that right. they don't know what happened to them. They just converted to something. They converted different.
1: to Christianity, and then it became inappropriate for the rating. And so then the, yeah, they were then ruled kind of by the Pope, and the Pope kind of just told them what to do. Other cultures in Scandinavia and across across Europe, uh, they fought to the death, right, to continue to, to practicing their religion and their gods, Odin and Thor and the rest of them. But it's interesting, Iceland, they changed over to Christianity literally overnight. Really? They had an individual that the chieftains or the kings or whatever, they said, you know, you need to go figure out how we're going to deal with this problem because they're coming in and they're just, they're slaughtering people all through Scandinavia. And he went and he did his pondering and he came back as as a great kind of scholar, if you will, at the time and said, I think we just need to convert over to Catholicism and say, okay, we're all now Catholics, we believe, and then, but we're going to let people still worship the gods, but only in private.
0: I think that was like a thing for Catholicism back then, right? right? They could still.
1: Well, and that's well, they couldn't admit it. They couldn't. They but they did it in a private, and then right. so so there was virtually no bloodshed in Iceland because they literally changed over to Christianity overnight. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah, so that's that's, a, that's an interesting part of history. It didn't happen in the rest of Scandinavia, but it did, in fact. That's how it happened in Iceland. But so again, for the purpose of today's show, um, without right. going too much into whole Viking right, history. Right. But it's um, kind of interesting, it though, is, isn't it? Well, it is interesting. They're very interesting people. And as you were saying about the Romans, you know, the Romans, the Gauls, were pre-Viking, right? Oh, okay. Um, were, were the Gauls were the same time as the Romans, and the Romans utilized the Gauls, and the Gauls, there's some theory that says that Vikings were just kind of an extension of the Gauls coming out of um, what is, you know, southern France, western Germany. Um, and that they kind of evolved, and and the reason why they think that is because one, the weaponry that they used and their fighting tactics were very different than any other civilization at that point, uh, any other group, any other demographic, if you will. They so they fought differently, and they were huge compared to other other people at the time. Right. Um, the and the this is really represented in Greek mythology and Greek. Uh, statues and things, that the Gauls, which again, a theory is they just kind of transformed into what we know as the Vikings, they were very large. I mean, they are, the Greek statues that represent these figures are a grotesque mammoth, right? They Uh... they over-exaggerated them because they were so massive in stature. And again, you know, I've got replicas of swords and viking swords and viking pit helmets oh they're huge yeah they get them hanging on my wall in my living room just the shield is like 20 pounds yeah right these 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 men and women were were very large and very very strong (laughs) in fact uh, if you look at a templar or a roman sword versus right next to a viking sword you can see there's no comparison it's like playing with a kid's toy right right i mean they're they're just drastically different But again, for the show today, we're going to talk about the Viking laws. And the interesting thing is, of these laws that we're going to talk about today, we talk about these topics all the time. Every show, we bring up multiple things that are inside this thing. And in business, if you're a successful business person, Uh these are not going to be unfamiliar concepts to you either. They are things that we practice, especially with a capitalist society, all the time And and a moral society that again believes in being fair and just and honest um, those are things that you're gonna see I think replicated in the laws that really are apparent today in our everyday American Western culture First <laughs> so number one let's start out okay be brave and aggressive and then again these have some kind of like they have there's five kind of like of directions
0: them. on how to do this right
1: right they kind of have like little sub bullets okay so we' we'll, so we'll go through that so number so one, is be brave and aggressive. The first one is to be direct.
0: So no beating around the bush. Nope. Tell me what you need. Right. They're honest,
1: on. direct. Don't don't tell me what I don't need to know. Tell me what I need to know. Tell me where I need to go. Tell me what I need to do. Uh, be honest with me. Have some integrity behind what you're saying. And just tell me what you need to tell me. Uh, again, I think that's Great advice for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just be direct.
0: Be direct. I mean, you don't have to be rude, but it doesn't say right. be rude. It says be direct.
1: And yeah, it's under the concept of be brave and aggressive. Right. Right. So uh, the second one is grab
0: all opportunities. I find this one interesting, you know, because it, it's telling you that if you have an opportunity to, right in front of you, grab it. Exactly. Take charge
1: of it. And, and they did. You know, some were uh, opportunities that weren't so necessarily good, right? If right, they're, right. If they're going if are they're But that's, that's into, at the time.
0: Right, we, exactly. We think about that now. They, Back then, they thought it was perfectly okay, so...
1: Well, exactly. They thought that that was their right to go in and, you know, take people as slaves into um, pilferage and do all these things But if you and use that for and, today,
0: I mean, none of those things apply, but...
1: But grabbing all of your opportunities—that opportunities. certainly applies today. Yep. Whatever's you know that was appropriate then, what's appropriate today. Don't let those things go by. Right. Right. To be successful, you ha- you have to do that. You have to see it. Number one, you mm-hmm. have to see it as an opportunity, not a and, challenge. Right. Exactly. And and uh, aren't most opportunities challenges? Yep.
0: Just dressed <laughs> up know? in nice clothes or <laughs> right. whatever. <it> is.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you have to you have to grab those things that are available to you. See them, take them, take the risk to get them, and, and grab onto those things. The next is using various methods of attack.
0: Now, this is still under the be brave and aggressive, the number but one. This is
1: still under number one. And, again, that, that's true, too, right? Yeah. I using mean,
0: various methods of attack. I mean, if you take the attack, that, that, what is, you say this all the time about pivoting.
1: Right, you have to. You know, we, yeah, we talk about um, workarounds. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. Use varying methods. Their their attack, I think, in this being aggressive and being brave, right. was they were talking about in um, raids or in you know pilfering going and or, pilfering yeah. and those different things. So you know, yeah, how we define but you can an attack
0: apply that for today's at oh, think, workplace? Oh, yeah.
1: most definitely. You know, I mean, you have to. You have to find different ways of doing it. You know, we talk about the five whys, right? Asking the five whys. That's that's a varying method of attack, right? right? Going at it and say, okay, why is this? Why is this? Why is this? To get to the root cause analysis of a problem and and figuring out how to attack the real problem rather than the symptom of it. True. And that is a business method. That is a life method, right? When your spouse comes at you, how many times we talk about that, You, how often do you actually fight? About what the fight is about. Right. Right. You don't the argument's not about what the problem really is, it's about the symptom of a problem that you're not (laughs) listening to me, you don't understand me, you don't whatever it is. Right. But we're gonna argue about, you know, you didn't put the ketchup back on the lid back on the ketchup when you put it back in the fridge. So And I
0: think that's true because if you're even using this as using various methods of attack, Mm -hmm. that could be using various methods of de escalating something too. I mean it it could be it can be applied in any way.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, that's a, that was a good one. Yeah, that definitely. Um, how, how are you going to fix the problem? How are you going to take that method of attack to grab all the opportunities that you have? That's right. You know, that, that's the thing. What are those opportunities and how are you going to go about getting them? Um, the next one was be versatile and agile. And that's something coming from a population that these, these men and women were so Huge. much physically <laughs> larger than the rest of the population or the population that they were fighting. Right, you're going into a battle, and um, again, there's there's some disputes on there of whether they actually had uh, swords, or, right. or did just your chieftains, and and because it was very expensive uh, to have a sword, did they use spears that you could actually were cheaper, and, and you know there's arguable about that, but again, but, you had you had to be agile and versatile and lim and 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 fit to be able to right. go in and do some of these things.
0: But that can also be applied to your everyday common task. I mean it just it, right. it, you know like you say again this goes back to pivoting. You got to be versatile, you got to be agile, you got to be able to move around things, work arounds. I mean yeah,
1: contingency it, planning. Contingency planning. You have to planning, be able to be everything. not stuck so much in the detail, which goes into the next one which is attack one target at a time. We talk about that all the time, Oh uh, We talk right? about, that about all, all the, time. the time. You know, yeah, you can multitask, you do things, but you have to stay in the moment. Yeah. And you have to put your attention into what you're doing right now to gain the maximum out of that opportunity that you have. When you're trying to do 15 things at one time, you are never going to have success in, in, in you know any of those things. You've really got to be in our Albert Einstein show. One of his things was when he talked, gave the reference to... Um, You know, if you're kissing a girl and trying to drive at the same time, you're not giving the girl the attention she deserves. Right. Exactly. You know, you've got to hit one target at a time.
0: Well, and this is all going back to you can't eat the elephant all at once. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's just, it's that simple. I think in SEAL training, that's why they call them evolutions. Because if you go beyond that next evolution, if you think about it in a whole, you'll never make it. So only go to the next evolution. So, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. That's a good, you know, marathon running, right? If you think... If you've never run a marathon, uh, 26.2 miles is a really long way.
0: It is a tough... <laughs> if,
1: if you're thinking about the finish line in mile five, you're going to have a really long day. Because yeah. uh, you just need to think about the next mailbox, the That's next right. telephone pole, the next water
0: stop. Pack one That's, target at a time.
1: Exactly. That's how you get it done. You don't get it done by looking at the end result. You get it looking at it, the, as you said, eating the elephant one bite at a time, taking one thing at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. Uh, and that's how life goes, right? Yep. Life goes, we say, it, moment to moment. So if, if you're thinking of tomorrow or a week from now,
0: you're missing the present. Yep. They're missing the present moment. So the next one, uh, still under be brave and aggressive, is don't plan everything in detail. Oh,
1: isn't that and the truth? And you were just talking about yep, this. Yeah, isn't that the truth? That is such a huge piece because, you know, we talked a lot in with, with Sally Hillman and staying one step ahead of the fear. That was one of the things that we talk about is not... You've got, as you you said, you've got to be able to pivot, right? Right. If you plan everything out from A to Z, and I'm a planner, you're a planner, Mm -hmm. right? We like plans. But you have to be able to redirect. You have to be able to have workarounds. You can't be so stuck in A, B, C, D... That if C doesn't work out, then you become polarized and oh now now what do I do? Right. Well, you may have to jump to F. You may have to go to you know back to B and start over again. Exactly. You have to be able to not be so stuck in every detail of everything that you don't give yourself room for opportunity. Yeah. Again, back That's to what the I other call thing. It grab.
0: Room. <laughs> there you go.
1: Grab the opportunity. You can't grab the opportunities that present themselves that are unpredictable. If you've planned everything out in detail, you're not even going to see those opportunities. That's right. They can be far better for you than anything that you could have planned for. Absolutely. And then then the last one on this, be brave and aggressive, is use top quality weapons. Again, we talk about this all the time. Right? You have the right gear. For me, it's about gear, right? I always have the right gear. You sometimes have two of them. That's right. One's good. Five's better. (laughs) um exactly that's you know that probably comes from my viking years right <laughs> of that i have to have the right gear but you know again weaponry for them and weaponry for us is two different things in right. business what are what's in your tool belt yeah. right what's in your tool belt what do you have the you, money do you have the time do you have the effort do you have the manpower are you they know, all top
0: quality even with that exactly
1: risk and return what are you willing to what are you willing to invest in this personally, the same thing. What are you willing to invest? What skills do you have? What strengths do you have? What weaknesses do you have? How can you maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses? How can you go Mm -hmm. out and be the best that you can be, whatever that looks like, whatever somebody's talking about, how can you be the best that you can be? And what do you need what tools do you need to get there and whatever that is it needs to be the best
0: and see that's what this tells me too is is that how many times have you bought something that was cheaper yep. but wasn't the same quality so you bought three times as much of it right exactly you could, so yeah that's what it tells me there if you've got a great you know weapon maker and he makes great weapon then you stay with that person so right. well always you know go with top quality that if you can
1: some people don't know that most of the weaponry throughout history, whether it be the Vikings, the Romans, the Gauls, um, current day weaponry, as far as knives and swords and things, are all made in Toledo, Spain. They've been around since, oh, it's like 1000 BC or something crazy. Uh, they've been making weaponry for all of those demographic s- civilizations throughout history. That's where I got my swords. I have bought them in. Spain. Um, in, Not
0: Toledo. I bought them Ohio. in Toledo, Spain,
1: um, where to this day they are still the master weapons makers. They, they are really? the best in the world. They've been the best in the world. I mean, how many people can say they have been the best in the world for, you know, almost 3,000 years, right? Not or two thousand, yeah. two thousand at least 2,000 years. They have been the best at making weaponry. I
0: had no idea.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Walled City. It's really, uh, anybody ever go to Spain, you have to go to Toledo. It's really an interesting place. But um, and there's if you if you go to some place that's authentic, um, it's like, you know, you have to ask Sally's sisters, brothers, nephews, niece, uh, where the the places to go? And it's up some alleyway <laughs> and you walk in and, you know, everything is very expensive. And they look at you like, now, if you're not here for the real thing, we're not interested in you. Right. Uh, you know, you're in the right place. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you want the if you want the real thing, that's where you get it. But yeah, again, that's weaponry as yeah. far as fighting. But weaponry could be anything: money, time,
0: effort, um, effort.
1: Um, yeah, the people who you surround yourself with.
0: It are all they has the ba- to
1: be Exactly. Who are you taking in a battle with you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we're going to. I think we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But that also, I think, falls in under this: to be aggressive and be brave. It's a lot easier, at least for me, to be brave and aggressive in a situation when I know that the people that I'm bringing with me have my back.
0: So just to reiterate, number one, be brave and aggressive. And in that, be direct, grab all opportunities, use varying methods of attack, be versatile and agile, attack one target at a time, don't plan everything in detail, and use top quality weapons. So, so on to number two. Number two.
1: Um, not that this is a surprise to anybody, but their number two is be prepared. Be prepared. Keep weapons in good condition. Yes. Again, we kind of just all talked about that. You got to take you, care of those things that...
0: Well, if you're going to pay top quality for something, you want to keep it in good condition. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and,
1: and that, I think that is true with the people you surround yourself to, right? Absolutely. You know, keep, keep your relationships... In good condition. Yep. Next, keep in shape. Kind of talked about that too, you know, I mean... I can certainly use help in that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you can't grab your opportunities and be agile and versatile and, you know, have all these top quality tools in your tool belt if you're not in shape to use them.
0: Well, and I think that there's something to that. I mean, even if you're looking at it from any viewpoint, I guess... Is that if you are in shape, if you are, if your body is... Mentally,
1: physically, physically emotionally, yes. everything.
0: You know, you can handle those things as they come to you.
1: Right. That's a good point.
0: I believe so. Anyway. Find good battle comrades. Amen. I, yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's, isn't that the truth? I mean, uh, if there is the... If there is... You had me make a list. If you're going to go into battle, what is the number one thing you want? I want to choose who's going with me. Exactly. You know, that that's above my weaponry. Whatever is, battle that is. Yeah. Exactly. I don't care what it is. I want to choose who I'm taking with me.
0: And see, that just tells me, find good friends. Find, right. You know, again, we're talking about what they dealt with back in 1100 or...
1: Really, the 8th century through the 11th century. Right.
0: You know, when you're talking about good comrades, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But in today... Surround yourself with people that will propel you forward. Exactly. You know, you are you're the top five people you hang around with. Yep. So it, look at that. Do that's they make you, you better? Do they make you better? Do does they it challenge that,
1: you? And it, does, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make you happy all the time. No. You know, but do they make you better? Do they challenge you? Are they honest with you?
0: And I don't think that that's bad advice under being prepared.
1: And I think it goes right into the next one is that it's agree on important points. Yes. And I think it's easier to agree on important points when you have the same value base. I, I don't that would make sense. I don't remember which show it is that we talked about that, but personality-wise, it's, it's not so much, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that are different, that help you be better. We're left-minded thinkers. You know, we, we need right-minded thinkers sure. uh, to help us be better. But you have to agree on those value-based things um, or you're going to have problems. Right. Right. But if you if you have common values, I think that you are going to find better suitable comrades to take into battle with
0: you. And solutions will come much easier. Oh, certainly. Because yeah, you're not battling out over the different values. If somebody right. believes that everybody should have an automatic machine gun, where some people believe that they should all... get You're never going to get past that point first. Right. So.
1: Exactly. Right. You know, which is the last one on the be prepared is choose one chief. Yes. Yep. You know, That's usually you, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe. You know, you can be a leader and be a great follower. You know, there are moments that it's not my job to be a chief. It's my job to be an Indian. And I need to not know my place of being... This is my place of being an Indian. And I need to be good with that. And I need to follow directions. And I need to follow the rules. And I need to be able to trust that whoever's leading
0: that situation. And remember, the word here is choose one. It didn't right. say that one got appointed and you have to follow that person. That's a it says, very good point. Choose one.
1: Yep. But again, if you're choosing from comrades that you trust, mm-hmm. from people that you choose to be with, um, that agree on important points, um, that are in good shape physically, emotionally, mentally, that you trust, that's going to be a lot easier. Yep. Right? It's going to be a lot easier to be prepared and, and to pick, to choose a chief. And if you're a person who's a type A personality to be able to follow someone that you trust and support that's a someone point. that you trust.
0: Yes, that's a good point because a lot of times that's what happens if you have that type A personality person and they just assert themselves into that position, it never fares well. No,
1: well, so. some people always have to be the chief. Right. If you don't know how to be the Indian, you're not going to be a very good chief. That's right. Um, so you have to be able to be both and you have to know your place And you have to... And you have to be chosen. Right, exactly. And people are not going to choose you for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with that.
0: So on to number three.
1: Be a good merchant.
0: I like this one.
1: Again, they were traders. They were farmers. They were traders. Yes, did they pilferage? Did they... Take slaves? Right. Did they do? Again, it? So, yeah, again, their, yes, their they time. did. But at a core, they were farmers, they were merchants, they were traders. So find out what the market needs.
0: Very good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if
1: you're if you are trying to sell yourself that there's no need, and then you're always disappointed because nobody ever picks you, yeah, that's on you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, on, how many you know, times that you see people? It's like, no, this is what I'm going to. This is what I'm going to do. Well, right. you're already you're already going at yeah. it the wrong way. It's that's like, right. what is it? What are you trying to sell to people? Because if it's something that they want, they'll buy.
1: Right. Period. Something they, especially in stuff, stuff that they need, right? What exactly. does the market need? Um, and produce what they need. Again, the big one. I think one of the biggest ones on this list, do not promise what you cannot keep. Oh,
0: that is so important. I don't care if you're oh. the boss, you're selling something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you promised it, you have got to be able to keep that promise.
1: That's exactly right. And don't promise it if you can't keep it. That's right. Big pet peeve for me. Don't tell me you're going to do something if you don't do it. Have some authenticity and being honest that you can or you can't. Right. And if you say you're going to do it, find a way to
0: do it. And here's the other thing is that I think people get caught up in this. If you say, if, if somebody's going to ask you to do something and you don't want to do it, but you promise to do it, that's just putting, a, putting your big boy pants on and making it happen. That's right. But the other thing that most people do is, They think that they have to accomplish it. Well, that's not what you asked. I asked if you would do this. If this depends on somebody else, after you've done your part, that's not really on you, right? Well, I I needed
1: communication, right? Exactly. Let's talk about it. The next one is do not demand overpayment. Don't take (laughs) advantage of people.
0: Don't take advantage (laughs) of people. Just because you think you can doesn't mean you should.
1: I know. That's a whole capitalist thing of, you know, what will the market bear? Okay. Well, just because... People will pay whatever because they're desperate doesn't make it morally right to charge that.
0: Just because you you can sell water in a crisis situation at $40 a case does not mean you should.
1: That's right. Don't demand overpayment. And the last one on the be a good merchant, and I don't know that they did this very well, arrange things so that you can return. I'm not sure if you go into a society and you like kill everybody and you burn all their buildings down and you take all their stuff and you take their well, wives as slaves. That? I'm not sure that you're going to be so. I'd like to openly return my accepted.
0: slaveness too.
1: <laughs> right, I know I still got your mom, but you know, I mean, we want to be nice now. I'm not sure, but I think we agree with that philosophy, right? Yeah. Is, is is treat people right? So that you can go back. You don't burn that bridge. That's right. And that I think that's really, really important, especially really as far important. as being a merchant. I think it's in, in life in general. You can't mm-hmm. burn those bridges, but especially when it comes to being a good merchant.
0: So let's reiterate on being a good merchant, which is number three. Find out what the market needs. Don't promise what you cannot keep. Do not demand overpayment and arrange things so you can return. I agree with them all so far. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so number four, keep the camp in order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with this one too.
1: Right, <laughs> keep things tidy and organized. Yeah,
0: literally and figuratively. Exactly. Um, that speaks for itself. Right? I mean, it, you cannot you cannot create in chaos. Yep. It does not work.
1: Um, and range and enjoyable activities which strengthen the group. Yes. There you go. I mean, and how many times? do we do quite the opposite we pit people against each other
0: all the time
1: um especially at work who's going to rise to the top
0: yep who's going to take credit for somebody else's uh, yeah that's not productive
1: that's not productive everybody needs to work together now there's a difference between a group and a team there's a whole show in that and this concept is talking about being a group strengthen the group how do we work together um towards a common goal
0: because and, that's really the, the point is the common goal.
1: Right. And it's enjoyable, right? Arrange enjoyable activities which strengthen the group. People are going to participate in things that they enjoy and they're going to resist things that bring them discomfort.
0: Yep. So, yeah. If everybody's in dis- discomfort, right. nothing gets done.
1: Exactly. Make sure everybody does useful work. Yes. Now, it doesn't say make sure everybody does the same amount of work, the same kind of work. It says make sure everybody does useful work. Find what is appropriate. That makes sense. Some people are always going to work harder than others. Some people have more ability than others. Don't minimize them because you don't think that their value isn't of what somebody else, because somebody else does more, does something different. That's right. If what they're doing is useful, maximize that and make sure that everybody feels like they are participating in the group regardless of their ability.
0: Well, and I think that that's what most people don't understand. It's what on the chuck wagons when people the pioneer days, that that was the most important person of the the whole the whole group was the cook. Right. You know, so <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you didn't eat, you didn't live. So Right,
1: exactly. So, so yeah. yeah, if
0: you if are if your job was to clean the weaponry, I'm sure that that was a that was useful work. And if you're the chief uh, this is kind of, in my opinion, your responsibility, mm-hmm. right?
1: Don't let people minimize other people. Uh, keep Absolutely. the group strong. Have activities. Have things you know, they have again. There's involved a lot of alcohol, um, <laughs> as far as enjoyed. Especially like,
0: when they had the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we could go in different directions with that. Um, but yeah, make sure make sure that everybody feels like what they're doing is useful.
0: Absolutely,
1: uh, very important. And the last one on this is consult all members of the group for advice. Everybody
0: has yep. input. And there is
1: nobody who knows how to do their job better than the person who does it every day. And Good if point. you can get people to take ownership of whatever it is, they are going to have a vested interest in it. And you don't have to pay attention and babysit them anymore because they are going to have a vested interest in it.
0: Good point. So That's an excellent point. Yep.
1: Ask them. Ask. ask them. I don't know why that is so hard to ask those questions. That just lines at me. If you want to know what it's all about, if you want to know what's going on, if you want to know how this works or how it doesn't work or whatever it is you want to know, ask them.
0: Can, you could start out the conversation. Can I get your advice on something? Do you know how much input you would get from that? Exactly. You are not going to look stupid. You are not going to look like you don't know what you're doing. You're going to actually seem like you're smarter because everybody knows that you don't know how to do that.
1: Right. And not everybody knows everything. God oh, no. so, Find out, get the best people, mm-hmm. keep them all together, ask their advice, let them have input, make them feel useful, get them actively engaged in the process, whatever that process is. Right. Let them use their strengths to the best of their ability and you are going to be successful. So, yeah, the four Viking laws, be brave and aggressive, be prepared, be a good merchant, and keep the camp in order. Man, if we could just do that. I mean, uh, as a consultant, if we could just do that, if I could (laughs) could just bring that and get people to do that in their organizations, that would be awesome. But in our own personal life and um, bringing it full circle around to the show, right, living a life on purpose, that's pretty important, right, to be brave and aggressive, to be direct and take advantage of those opportunities, Again, what we talk about all the time don't plan it out in such detail that you lose opportunities That's when right. you are so rigid and you are so focused on I'm doing it this way and I'm only going to do it like this and if it doesn't go ABCD then then I'm going to, you know, then you fall apart. Right, then you fall apart and you get polarized in some failure of yep. it. You can't um, you can't move past it. Right. And and then you you don't allow yourself to let the universe bring new things to you.
0: Yeah, you can't be creative that way. Right.
1: Nope, exactly. Um, be prepared. Right again. This was all about you know pick one chieftain, agree on points. Who you surround yourself with matters. Mm-hmm. What is in your tool belt matters. Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Maximize your strengths. Minimize your weaknesses. Find people that you can surround yourself with that are that your weaknesses are their strengths. Let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. Be an Indian. And let people help you. Absolutely. Um, you know, and what we talked about in no, their no resistance to receiving, island. right? Um, receive the gift of letting people help you in areas that are your weak. We're not all going to be good at everything. So That's true. Find people that are good at what you're not good at, that have similar values that you do, um, and odds are you're going to be good at stuff that they're not good at. And utilize that. Experience that. Well, because that's what people that. search
0: out for. They search people out for that kind of thing. You know, if I'm not good at this and I'm searching somebody that is good at this, it's a perfect match. I mean, it works right. out every time. I, at, least,
1: at least I do, I for sure. I think that, you know, it's really important for me because uh, I, as we've talked about in many shows, I can be an extremist, mm-hmm. right? And so I need people to help me stay in the middle. I need people like you to say, really is that little thing going to matter six months from now (laughs) um you're really going to get this worked up over that you you need you need to come back you need to come on back right Right. come on back to the middle calm down and let's just move through this and then tomorrow it it doesn't matter um but yeah so be prepared know what your strengths are know who your people
0: are you know from
1: Grey's (laughs) Anatomy
0: right know your people (laughs) that's right
1: um be a good merchant
0: so number three
1: number three is be a good merchant uh, know what the market needs. Big one. Do not promise something that you can't keep. Then right. people don't trust you. They don't rely on you anymore. They're not going to listen right. to you anymore. You become a phony. Exactly. Uh, be upfront. Be honest. If you can't deliver on something, be honest about that. Right. Come back and regroup. Find help. Do whatever you got to do because, if, at least for me, if you don't have your integrity, if people can't trust you, if people don't listen to you when you talk and, and they and they believe what you say, you you get there's not a lot of worth there. Yeah, you, in you, my you, opinion, you got, you got nothing. You, I agree. you you're not bringing anything to my table. And now that doesn't mean that we don't all make mistakes sure. and we don't you know. But if you're upfront and honest, people are going to forgive you. People are going to move past it. They're going to understand because we've we've all been there.
0: And that's, that, yeah, how many times you've heard, oh, it happens.
1: It does. Yeah. Whatever it is, it does, right? It happens but all the time. But being
0: sneaky or, uh, right. or being underhanded, that never fares well. No. Never.
1: So do not promise what you can't keep. Uh, don't demand overpayment, okay? Don't take advantage of people. Don't take advantage.
0: That's all that means. Just, just don't, don't take, take advantage. advantage
1: of them. Some people feel like the world owes them, and so they want to take advantage of everybody.
0: Well, we don't yeah. surround ourselves not, with again, people
1: like that. Again, you're, you're not going to come to battle. We're not going to battle with nope. you um, because that is not a good place to be, right? Again, and that's a those, trust thing. And sure. Um, I mean, when
0: you're talking about demanding overpayment, so let's say that, again, using the water crisis and people are demanding $42 for a case of water, when the situation is reversed and everything is fine, people stop frequencing your establishment. Right, exactly. You go out of business.
1: You know, we have laws against that, gas gouging, right, Mm -hmm. in times of natural disasters and things. Just because the market will bear it doesn't mean it's morally right to do it. That's right. So number four, keep the camp in order, right? Keep it tidy and organized. Um, Arrange enjoyable activities uh, for those people that are in your group. Everybody needs to feel important. Yes. Everybody needs to feel like they have a place, they have a fit. And if they can't find that, help them find it. Don't threaten to fire people just because they're not doing their, the, what it is that they're supposed to be doing. If it's not a good fit, right? And we do this all the time. We see people who are great numbers people. They're great accountants, for mm-hmm. example. And we promote them to the head of sales. <laughs> and we set them up to fail. Every time. Every time. Because there's two different skill sets there. They're going to no longer feel useful. Don't,
0: don't. Their work isn't going to be useful.
1: Right. Don't set people up to fail. Right. That's one of the things. Do not set people up to fail. And consult all members of your group for their advice. Let people have input. If you're, you are not a good chief if you are making all the decisions. You are a good chief if you let other people make decisions for themselves. Hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. But let them own it. Let yes. them tell you how to fix the problem. That's a good chief.
0: And you're always asking for advice. So you're always searching out a new idea.
1: Right. Nobody likes to know it all. That's true. Yep. Nobody likes to know it all. That's
0: true. Right. Yep. No, all. That's true. <laughs> so great advice from the Vikings. Thanks.
1: Love the Vikings.
0: Uh, wrapped up in four.
1: <laughs> wrapped up in four. Life was pretty simple. Again, the Vikings were an amazingly interesting group of people. So anybody that doesn't know that much about them, if you found what we talked about today interesting, I'd encourage you to um, watch the TV show. Yeah, very historically on the History Channel, very historically accurate. Um, Read the sagas. They're quite interesting.
0: I mean, again, you don't have to read much about their laws. They only had four of them, so, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And really, it was all about being honest, trustworthy, and um, being courageous, right? Being a good person, being somebody that somebody could trust and look up to. And now, granted... When we we're saying that, and then you think, oh my God, they were they pilfered, they killed people. Again,
0: time. Yes,
1: they did that, and and they and you know, and they believed in the gods and Odin and Thor and Freya and those type of people that um, were gods that walked among us, right? And right. They 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 were people of honor, and if we can just take a little bit of that and be a little bit more honorable and a little bit more respectful mm-hmm. and follow these things just a little bit more, I think that we would find that our place. On the planet would be much nicer.
0: Absolutely. So Christy, do you have any final thoughts for us today?
1: Well, we went over the four laws a couple times, so the final thought today is pretty simple. Don't make things so complicated. Treat others with respect. Be a person with honor and integrity. You know, we're not Viking historians, nor was today's show a history lesson. It was to show a simple truth that times really don't change when we look at the underlying values of humanity. Yes, the Vikings did some horrible things, this is true, but at their core, they had courage, integrity, strength, and virtue. Is that true for you? You know, we as humans and throughout history have done some pretty terrible things, but who are we as individuals? What are our core values, and are you willing to fight for them? In the times that we live today, I think it's a very important question. So today was fun and lighthearted, but we hope we gave you something to think about. That the evil may not be quite what it appears, and who we are as people throughout history really is not that much different today than a thousand years ago.
0: So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.